Shop here on MutinyRadio.fm every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. I am playing a compilation disc by a friend of mine named DJ Cheese. You can find him pretty much every day of the week at Brainwash, hanging out, mixing some cool, sweet dub tunes. Um, so we're just going to be playing his whole CD in between. So it's going to be a little less metal, a little less punk, a little more whatever DJ Cheese is bringing us. Uh, so you guys are listening to, here to the Joke Workshop on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Every Monday, 6 to 8, this is where local comedians come to try out their new jokes, old jokes, whatever material they want to run. Uh, at this point, we have so few people on the list that you can dump out whenever you want or I'll honk you at 10 uh, because we might as well use our time wisely and give people stage time since we have it in spades tonight. You know, I don't understand that whole thing, having it in spades, because is it from the spades game? But you would think it would be from poker. I don't know. Um, either way, we have it. Call a spade a spade. Here we are at the Joke Workshop. Uh, here's the thing about the Joke Workshop. Comedian goes up, does their stuff. Everybody pays attention really hard and like maybe takes notes if they want to be cool uh, or if they want to like really be helpful and the whatnot. If you actually are listening online live, you can give a call at 415-550-0511 and tell the comedian after he's done what you think uh, of his work. I say his because there's no hers today, so I'm not being sexist. There just are no ladies yet. Um, So people pay attention to other people's sets. um, And then afterward, we have two microphones. And when you give comments, please find a microphone. There's a third one up here with the little red bulb. And I mean, you can say really anything. and help them in any way that you can. Uh, we've had people with really short sets have, do their entire set over for us, like a couple times, and been like, try it this way, try it this way. It's been interactive. It's been sometimes just people giving each other hints and, and tags. Um, it, I mean, it can be whatever you want it to be, honestly. So, yay, Joke Workshop. Just remember um, that if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, you've got to make the bread taste good. We're making compliment sandwiches here. So, nice, fluffy, brioche compliments at the top. You put the shit in the middle, and then you close it down with another nice little something. Because uh, we're trying to be supportive, unlike normal dickbag comedians. It's a little different here at MutinyRadio.fm. So, uh, I'm going to bring back the DJ Cheese for a second, and uh, we'll be right back with our first comedian here on the Joke Workshop. Relaxing music of DJ Cheese here at the Joke Workshop. It is mellow in here. We're going to change that up right now with our first comedian of the night. Please put your hands together, everybody. It's Paul Sanford. Yay! 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 
always say that stand-up comedy is for me is just like sex. You know, for them to say do whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, that's nice. But are you going to help me? And and how long do I have? And I don't mean how long is my dick. I mean you know I'm old. I need a little time. I need a little warm up. I need a little cooperation. I need a little enthusiasm. How are you doing, folks? This room is this. I'll. You know there are thousands of people listening to this right now. It is astonishing. And uh, look, I got to start out. This is my main question on my mind right now. Am I joking? Seriously, am I joking? When I get up there on stage, do you think I'm joking? I told this woman that I was, you know, she was catch taught on that I was a bit down and I said in fact I'm suicidal and she said oh you're having the piss with me and I said no I'm sincere she said oh yeah right, right. and I said in fact I noticed that your your profile picture has someone with a gun to their head and I'm a little worried about you and she said how dare you worry about me you know oh you you must be joking I said no I, I don't joke about suicide in fact I always say, if you're going to try to tell jokes about suicide, you should know what you're talking about. You should try it once or twice. Ha, ha, ha. But, you know, that's, that's what's... See, you, you just sprinkle a few jokes in there. And she said, it's a doll. And I said, I understand metaphors, but are you okay? You know, are you okay? Did you notice that people don't ask you, are you okay when you're okay? They ask you, are you okay when you're not okay? And then you're supposed to lie. You know, so I bump my head all the time. I fall to the floor. I'm there groaning and they say, Paul, are you okay? I said, obviously not. I bump my head. But you know, I just walk in and I'm feeling happy and good. And people say, Paul, how dare you be okay? You know, back up. Don't be, I'm bipolar. Duh. And they say, you know, uh, uh, you know wait, look, Paul, when you're happy, Keep it to yourself. And when you're unhappy, keep it to yourself. I, 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 but these norms are tough. And I haven't even gotten to my act yet. Here, I went to the dentist today. My dentist, hi, nice to see you. And my dentist, uh-oh, I was going to do, well, there are thousands of people listening. Um, my dentist is Persian. Oh, no, you know about what's happening in the Middle East? We do not discuss Islam. We do not discuss terrorism because, you know, he's got sharp implements and he's working on my mouth and I can't even watch him. So, yes, I'm very careful what I say to my dentist, but the point of it is I walked in and the receptionist says to me, would you like to, I said, I'd like to use the restroom. And she said, take your time. Now, obviously, she doesn't know old men. We always take our time. We have to take our time. What part of benign prostatitis do you not understand? You know, I have to take my time or I dribble in my pants. I know you gun guys cannot relate to this, but, you know, it's coming. It's coming for you. If you live long enough, you're, you're pro in fact, I was like, it said, it, it said uh, on the Internet, take our stuff and, 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 and you'll get a bigger sex organ and I took it and sure enough my prostate is that big see you laugh you know, but you've got a little walnut sized prostate but you know every time she gives you blue balls that's one your your prostate grows a little longer you see a little larger see and does blue balls blue balls are like PMS you know we got to respect that it's real but we don't have to talk about it all the time in fact I'm bipolar and I figured out that being bipolar is kind of like being on your period all the time you know I, I, I like you know you you know you're off but why inflict it on everybody else 
You understand? So I kind of align with women and they say, that's why women are better than we are. See? Now, see, I, I, I take five days off from comedy every month because it helps my flow. That's my period joke. But, you know, I, look, see, they're just silly jokes. They're just silly jokes. But the thing I was getting to is that my, the receptionist at my dentist is a hottie. She's a Persian hottie. She's got those exotic eyes. And I find every excuse I can to ask her questions. And, you know, I do the old man horny thing. No, I don't get horny. I get nostalgic. In fact, I go, I start going through the lingerie ads and I say, why am I lingering over these? I'm not, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm old man horny. And so I'm just talking to her. Did you check my bill more carefully? And I'm doing just what you would do, only she would know what you were doing. And she doesn't catch on to me because there's no remote possibility in her mind that I could ever be so stupid as to be hitting... Look, I have to calm down because I always have to calm down because I don't want you to think this is Jurassic Park and I might come off the stage and eat the tourists. You know, I'm, I'm loving. I love you. You're great. You're wonderful. You guys are friends of mine. You know how I know that? Because I like you and you're too polite to tell me otherwise. <laughs> I, you know, are you, are you going to perform? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Woman walked in here. Beautiful young woman walked in here, and immediately I'm catcalling because I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking, well, that certainly improved things. Now, is that catcalling? I mean, catcalling is really tough. Nobody ever catcalls me. Nobody ever says, Paul, bring your fine ass over here. No, and I'm working for more gentle catcalling. You know, but and people are very sensitive to catcalling. I just noticed that a woman's shoes matched her purse, and three men, women pulled me aside and poured water down my pants. I mean, people don't like catcalling. I'm looking for, for nice cat calling you know, if I say I'm sorry I'm staring but <laughs> blame your parents that you are so beautiful see that's a little better a little better no Joey it's not better no Joey says no cat calling is cat calling no yeah but you know isn't there cat calling in which you put them up against the wall and catcalling in which you call from across the street and catcalling in which they have to get move the gun. I don't know. I ask young, I, I have focus groups. She's drawing blood from me and I say, you're a beautiful young woman. How do you feel about catcalling? She said, well, I think when you say thank you, that should be enough. Huh? You know, nice guy, nice guy. I said, do you like it? She said, well, I don't mind that much. But, you know, I think if you say that's enough, that should be enough. Stop. You're smiling. Am, am I? And you don't know. I don't. Do I know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. But I'm realizing if you're going to have women in the audience, somebody's. You know, like I say, I say men have prick privilege. You hear these comedians? They get up there. And they have prick privilege. They're talking like, "Well, I've got a cock, so it belongs in her mouth." You know, that's what cocks are for—is to go into women's mouths, and that's prick privilege. Oh, I've seen anal sex in porn, so. That's just a given. You know, that's just prick privilege. In fact, Freud said, defined a woman as a man with a lack of a penis. Now, that's prick privilege, isn't it? And that's 100 years old. We don't like Freud anymore, except he's still in our brains. I should get to my jokes, because the, uh, uh, the, 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 the thing is, I have this issue. People can't tell whether I'm joking or not. And I'm never joking. I'm always sincere. I love you. You know, I look at you and I say, man, that guy is a cunt, you know, because I would really like to be really into him. 
and I'd like to have you around me all the time. I don't care how you smell or how you taste. I don't care if you're furry or smooth. You're my cunt, you know? And that's just material. But am I sincere about that? You bet. But not. It's a joke. What do you like? Do you want it to be a joke? I don't know. I was on a date with this woman. Now, you know you're in trouble on a date when a woman says to you, I think I ought to touch your penis. Now, you know you can't make that shit up. You know, the problem is, I'm 67. If I date someone who's 67, she's the same person who was 17 when I was 17. And back then, she was confused in that way. And she's still confused in that way. Only in between, she's fucked everybody on earth. And now she's a born-again virgin and says, oh, I was tired of being a slut. I'm glad you respect me and aren't going to pressure me for sex. What are we talking about? Joey, you, you, you're, uh, you, yeah, I, I know this is beyond your comprehension, but... But the women your mother's age had sex, only they just weren't happy about it. And now young women are able sometimes to be happy about sex as long as you have sex appreciation class, right? Sex appreciation class means if you put your hand under her blouse and she likes it and kind of swoop up to you, then just appreciate it. I've asked young women, what's the deal? They say, yeah, why do they scold us that we don't want more? Why not just appreciate what we do want? I say, well, have you heard about blue balls? See, that's a callback. That's a callback. That's back there. It's tough. It's tough to stop. In fact, it's our job not to stop. You know, in fact, I was saying the the deal is you're supposed to say, well, honey, I can wait as long as you. This is married sex. You know, well, sure. Your wife says to you, oh, you know, we haven't fucked in what? Three months. I'll bet you're getting kind of desperate. And you say, well, I wasn't going to mention it. But you better be ready. That's the contract. You better be ready right then. You know, I say, you better touch my penis because I don't feel anything hard there. Ooh, is that gross that I touched my penis? It doesn't, there's nothing there. Nothing's happening. Okay, see, touch your penis and you're through. Touch your penis and you're all over. You know, oh, I crossed the line. People there, I'm glad you couldn't see this. I am so ashamed. I am so ashamed. I am so ashamed. But the problem at my age, I'm not going to let the other people, the problem at my age is I don't have enough of an erection both for the woman and for the condom. And the condom doesn't turn me on. See, so she wants me to wear, but why would a woman my age want me to wear a condom? She's not going to get pregnant. It's very confusing. In fact, I went for a vasectomy and they laughed at me. They said, what's the chances you're going to be with a fertile woman? Nil. And besides that, you'd have to have an erection. Hey, look, I'm running out of time. And I don't mean because I'm old. I mean because she, she did the squidgy, all right? And I've learned at my age, I didn't even do my pedophile jokes. I didn't talk about the fucking hospital. Oh, oh, oh. But I've learned at my age, you can't always finish, but you can stop. Love you all. Thank you for playing with me. That was Paul Sanford. And now's the time on Joke Workshop when you say things. Whatever you want, go up to a microphone and say things. I have. I wrote some notes. If no one has anything, so. I really appreciate the chance to do this. You have no idea how Does gold this is. Have any things? Joey has no things. Joey has things. Joey has things. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the new joke workshop, but the whole catcalling thing, like, it never seemed like there was an attempt at a joke. It I was agree. all just like, is that, I have the same it was note. all just like, shouldn't I be able to do this? And it's just like, you know, it's got to be a joke. 
Yeah. I, 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 I literally to, could not remember my cat calling I, Joe. I have the same thing written down. It <laughs> says, nice uh, nice cat calling needs a real punchline. Specific examples, what are people saying when they cat call? Like, you kept talking about cat calling, but you didn't say, like, like I got cat called the other day, and first he gave me lots of compliments, and I just tried to ignore him. And then he's like, I'm just trying to give you a compliment, and I walked away, and he said, nice ass. Okay, nice ass is cat calling. <laughs> but, like... I was just trying to give you a compliment is not cat calling. So you've got to like show both sides. You've got to be like, um, I had another guy when I was walking down in the tenderloin and he, and I was wearing a dress that day and I knew I looked pretty and he said, girl, you got a nice fit on. And I was like, thank you. And he said, can I get a sniff? And I was like, under my dress, you fucking weirdo. Why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? I'm just a sticky cum dumpster. See, now that's a joke. <laughs> that's how you, but you have to do the specific things. Like, so you've got to think of real catcalling or ways that you would really want to catcall women and well, say the most disgusting things and then say, or I could say, you have nice shoes, ma'am, or something, you know, be like, yeah, your cunt smells like flowers. Well, that's catcalling, right? I have right? no idea what catcalling is. I've never seen it. I've never experienced okay. it. And that came out clear. But when she walked in the door and I said, oh, it's nice to, if to myself, it's super nice to have a pretty woman here. Okay, so that's not catcalling. That's being complimentary. Well, see, that's what I don't get. That's what that's my joke. No, no, no. If she walked in and you would have said, your cunt smells like roses, right. that would be catcalling. But see, that's... I or guess, if I you, guess, if you I, said, nice titties, bitch, yeah. that would be catcalling. See, that's, that's what I'm... Don't, I'm trying to say... It would never occur to me to do what you're calling catcalling, but I'm always trying to compliment women, so that's my cluelessness. So if, if that is your premise, though, then there needs to be something there. Like, you need to bring it to a point. It was mostly just like an open forum, but I can't answer your questions. Oh, no, 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 this so, is... so I think if you start out with, like, what is catcalling and bring up that idea, you have to tell us what you think it is yeah. and then end the question. No, no, you're, you're, yeah. at, you're dead on and you should not joke about things you don't know anything about. No, you can. You just yeah. have to tell me what you think it is. Yes. And I'm, give me your perspective. Otherwise, you're just asking no, mine no. and then, but I, like, a, it's, it's, a, it's not a discussion. I do think know? that catcalling is, is one of the new things in comedy and comedians are going to be talking about cat calling a lot i think it's uh fairly well trodden really yeah see i don't For, know shit well no okay. so that's the thing is that you could go back to like cat calling meow or do like your kanye type of joke that like okay. i'm so clueless i thought cat calling was but i did a girl purring in my face I or didn't need whatever to more time i did actually ask this woman and she's drawing my blood i said now you're obviously a beautiful woman and you've dressed yourself up to look as nice as you can so how do you feel about catcalling? And she says, well, I think if you say thank you, that's enough. Now that was my gentle joke. If I had... Who, who says thank you? That was also my question. Says, you say she said you? to them, thank you. If you say, like, oh. so if you said nice tits, bitch, and I turned around and said thank you, oh, I no, would no, never no, but, do that. But, but, I just know, ignore but, it. But she didn't tell me the content of the catcalling. I was interested in how she felt about it. And I'm trying to make my joke based on how does a woman feel about it when there's a cat. I'm, I'm, I'm really... I I'm, also think that if yeah. you're going to say um, a woman, you should mean that singular woman. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, making that more clear, because that'll make the through line of the joke. Like yeah. That sets it up for a joke. Right, and what, she, what Pam said about nice dress, that's okay. 
I want to smell under it. That's not okay. See, that's that seems like a pretty clear line to me, though. Well, I know, I know, no, but, but no, no, but no, that's but, the thing. But, that's Pam, okay. That's so this is where joke. it could get. But this is where you could get funny, Paul. Yeah, I could is get that, funny. This is hey, where she no, knows where this I could is get funny. Isn't no, that right? I'm okay, the, okay. So you come across as hella creepy. So if you're giving a woman a compliment, somehow they think it's catcalling. That's where the funny is. That you're creepy and weird and you don't know the difference between catcalling and not catcalling and they think you're catcalling when you're trying to give them a compliment. Okay. That's where the funny thing is because then you're self-deprecating. The thing about your thing is you never, the one, I used to like when you're like, I'm so clueless and this and that, Bob. So it's gotta be like that where, yeah. I'm so clueless, but I'm still so creepy. Why am I clueless as to why I'm creepy? I tried to give a girl a compliment, and she thought I was catcalling. Well, well, well I, can you know? give you, I can give you an actual joke. It's kind of old for me, and that is I'll say to a woman, you look really good tonight. I mean, look, your, ha your hair is good. Your makeup is great. That's a beautiful dress on you. It fits you. And her boyfriend will say, hey, man, back off. And she'll say, shut up to him. That's you a know? joke. That's what? a joke. Yeah, that's a, that's a joke. Yeah, that's that's kind of my joke, you know, that I get away with things as an old man. But see, you don't. That's what you've got to do on this joke is that you don't get away with it. And everyone, even when you're trying to give a compliment, like that's what I got out of this whole thing you were talking about catcalling is like when the only, like when you try to give a compliment, people think it's catcalling. But what is catcalling? You don't even know what it is. Meow or whatever. Okay. I thought catcalling was a nice cunt and I'm just trying to say you smell okay or whatever, you know, like uh, yeah. th that's got to be the crux of what makes it funny is that you're the butt of the joke. Do you understand? Like it's a self-deprecating thing it, and it kind of has to be in order for the audience to read it because I don't know, it, it might make you come across as more likable if you like, like, I don't know wait, if that's wait, part of the wait thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. I think the important thing in the joke is to bring people into my brain and make it safe for them to be there. Except it's not funny right now. But, okay, I get it. I get it, Pam. <laughs> I, and, but I get and I get, but when I said the thing about, you know, I was, I got a couple of smiles and that gave me a little signal of where I kind of was in the right direction and I was really kind of floundering around. It's all right, but... Catcalling was, that was like a minute, you know, and, and, okay, okay, I, I. Well, you did the same thing with pr privilege. It's the same thing. It's like a TED talk that doesn't have punchlines. It's like, I'm espousing these ideas I have. And we're like, okay, you're espousing ideas, but right. unless you've got like the clever twist, then it's a TED talk and not like, you've got to somehow subvert what you're saying in order to make it funny. See like, what I'm talking about? About how it's set up. It's punch. It's premise, setup, and punchline, and I'm trying to short circuit that, and not not have to do a whole premise, a whole setup, and a whole punchline, and it's very hard to do. It's very very hard to do. So you're catching me in where it's not working. If you, uh, the one thing you should keep is punchlines. If you're gonna take that's a great punchline. If you're gonna take something out of the three act structure, like keep the last part of it. Like maybe go to two to three or one to three, but. Keep three. Keep, yeah. Keep three. All right, everybody, put your hands together. Paul Sanford! Well, they sure fixed me up. Thank you just very much. I'm going to go home and kill myself now. Bye-bye. You just have to write, Paul. What? It's not a big deal. You just have to... 
all of us write. We, I mean, I think we do. Like, do we write? I mean, I think of a premise. You had a lot of premises tonight, and now's the time when you go home and you write them out. I told you what you could do. Write down specific examples of catcalling, specific things that you can memorize and say, and it'll come out. You just have to actually, you actually have to write it, or you have to do tons of stage time and talk it out. But, like, the easiest way to do it is to be like, oh, okay, now I have the premise. Now I have to actually put the pen down to the paper. I mean, raise your hand if you actually write down stuff. Like, I, I do pretty much every day. Like, and if I have a premise, that's all. It's not a big deal. Don't go home and kill yourself. Just go home and write things down. Okay, yay, Paul Zanford, yay! All right. He told me he was coming out of the fucking hospital. I said, they have hospitals to teach you how to fuck? See, there's a joke. All right, you guys, put your hands together for your next comedian, Ian Kung. Sultry sounds bringing you up. Hey, everybody, how's everyone doing? Is this working? All right, awesome. Hey, so I spend um, I spend a fair amount of time at home because uh, I don't have a job anymore. So, but I like to read a lot of these like science articles online. I'm starting to get the feeling that scientists are kind of like morons like me, and lab coats are just wasting time in labs all day. Um, I'll tell you why, because I, I, I read this article the other day that said that uh, ping pong balls have the same nutrient density as a single McDonald's french fry. What? I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like, what do I do with this sort of information? Like, what scientists are just standing around going like, hey, you guys, you guys better could eat this? Like, like what, how, is that, how is that the research that's going, like, there's, there's fucking cancer and AIDS in the world, motherfuckers. Like, how come you're not working on that shit? That's like if Superman was standing next to a fucking, like, bus full of, like, second graders about to go over a cliff. And he's like, how do I fucking get this ball in a cup? That Mexican kid made it look so fucking easy. But, um, no, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I have this idea, though, that I think organic food is actually going to kill us all. Um, I'll tell you why, because I think... Or the, when they slap on those USDA organic approved, it gives us this false sense of security. I was just at home with my parents, and um, they're, they're all about this organic craze thing. They're like, they're crazy for it. And it's unfortunate because that, that means they think they have a free pass to just eat whatever the fuck they want now all of a sudden. Um, like I was just talking to my mom, and she was like, oh, man, I'm, I love eating all this organic food. I'm like, Mom, you can't just eat whatever fucking thing has an organic stamp on it. You can't just be eating these fucking raging Cajun potato skins all day. Um, I don't know. Like, what else do I want to talk about? I, oh, I, uh, I take the BART. I take the BART every day into the city because... Um, but the fucking thing is, I think it's starting to like slowly whittle away at me. And it's not anything to do with the BART or the homeless people or anything like that. It's just there's this fucking kid named Brian who fucking hangs out with me every single time we run into each other on the BART. And I think he actually looks for me. And the problem with this guy is I'm just familiar with enough with him that I have to talk with him for the entire 40 minutes of the ride. And the problem with this guy is he's one of those techies who can't tech. You know what I mean? He's like the big ideas kind of guy, and I constantly have to hear his idea. The newest one was something like, oh, Ian, I, it's not just like a website for dogs. We're, we're, we're revolutionizing the way pet owners find socks for their dogs. Think about it. Like, four times the amount of socks. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's amazing. Like, it's going to be the next big thing. I'm like, fuck. And every day, it's the same thing. And I, I actually got the pleasure of running into him, like coming into the city with him on Halloween. And it doesn't take a genius, but like, what do you think he was dressed as for Halloween? Dog socks! Duh. 
<laughs> no, he was dressed as Steve motherfucking Jobs. You know, so that gives you an, a little bit of an idea of what this guy's like. He's like, hey, look, fucking pretty great, right? Like, I got the turtleneck and the, and the glasses, and I'm just like, yeah, man, it's like really detail-oriented. How did you, like, get your, your head up your own asshole like that, that fucking far? <laughs> fucking dick, you work at a Ross. You're not Steve Jobs. Get over yourself. Jesus Christ. And, and, and I would stop, right? Okay, so the other day, I actually got the pleasure of not having to ride the bar, which is sweet. Um, except I was, uh, my friend was taking me into the city and we were stuck behind this guy with um, this fucking, this pickup truck with these uh, testicles on the back of it. Do you guys, have you guys seen this? Yeah, they're called truck nuts. And I don't know, like, what's, what is, what drives a person to have this on the back of their car? And how is it even allowed? How is this possibly allowed? He was, just 30 minutes of this dangling in front of me. And you know what? As I got like more upset, I tried to put myself in like the headspace of this guy of what must have happened to him. Like, I think somebody must have called him a fag or something and he just like went over to the shop and thought like, oh, I ain't no queerosexual. Like, I'm gonna show everybody. I'm gonna put some truck nuts on my car and show everybody how straight I can be. I mean, that's probably, what, and, I, and I think that you should be able to put whatever you want in your car. And I, and I, and I but I think that these, the, the whole like, all these groups, right? Like these million moms, whatever, like, like fights against inde against indecency. Like I don't think they should be going after like gay people or anything. I think they should be going after these people with truck nuts, because truck nuts are w like way harder to explain to kids than fucking just two gay people kissing. They're trying to explain truck nuts is like, oh yo, like the reason that that guy has like testicles dang on the back of his car is because he's confused with his sexuality and he's trying to like overcompensate for things and the thing that he's overcompensating for, that's really tough. Like to trying to explain to your kid what gay people are doing, it's like, mommy, why are those two gay people kissing? Cause dudes do that sometimes. Like that's how much easier that is. Anyways, that's all I really want to talk about. Thanks you guys. Stay up there. You stay up there. And then people tell you things about dog socks is a very funny idea. I like dog socks. <laughs> Yo. Um, sorry, this is so weird. Uh, I'm just going to whisper into your ear. Uh, the stuff about Brian is really funny. I think everybody can obviously relate to it. It's the the line that I really liked was that you just know him enough that you have to talk to him for a really long time. I think there's a ton of stuff there. I think obviously it's the new joke workshop again, but like I think just clarifying some of it and like figuring out what the heart of that joke is will make that really good. I thought it was interesting. So we found out at the end. So he works at a Ross. He doesn't like work in tech. Right. Okay, so so he works at a Ross, but he's always talking about tech. He dressed as Steve Jobs. It you could do something about him, you know, like something like what's worse than someone who works in tech is someone who doesn't, but is just a fan. Oh, you know, like yeah. he wore a cool, tech cool. guy's uniform, basically, like dressing as Steve Jobs. He's always talking about it, but he doesn't really know what's going on. It's exactly like he's a football fan. You gotcha. Know? Something something like that. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh yeah. Thanks, man. I see nothing over here. Oh, I'm just going to talk to him anyways. Uh, you were real excited. You were going kind of like mile a minute and all that. Oh, yeah. And if you just take some breaths and just whatever and kind of like hit certain uh, parts of your of your paragraphs harder, you know, like, you know, like 
again, you, you just barely know, you know him just enough to, you have to, whatever, uh, just yeah. calm down a little bit. Uh, you just, it was just a mile a minute and I'm kind of dumb. So I had to like, wait, what? And like, by the time I figured out what you're saying in the last sentence, you're onto the next one and just like, you didn't, you didn't seem very com- comfortable up there or comfortable with your jokes, but you yeah. seem comfortable with your jokes and you, and, and all that. And, uh, the act out that didn't really get much with the truck nuts with the dick. In, was that a dick in his mouth? Uh, yeah, 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 I'll try. Right, yeah. I got that. <laughs> then just sell it, man. Just start fucking do that, and then just fucking maybe you know work a little. Or yeah. Just really, if you're gonna do an act out, like go all go all out with it, and uh, really sell that. Cause I, I don't know. Did everyone else catch the whole dick in the mouth? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're all we're all <laughs> smart here. It's too subtle for me. See, and uh, so yeah, just maybe just you know rub rub the helmet a little bit or whatever, and sell and sell that because that's a great joke too. Just because it's it's uh, not saying it's easy, but it's just like yeah, these homophobes and fucking retards and rednecks are. Idiots. Yeah. Well, probably gay. Yeah, Thank I, you. I always like to talk about form and to remind people of what they did well. You had a little story about the Bart and about the guy on the Bart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and it was a good story and you maintained it as a storyline and you created him as a character and that's great. And you even were starting to put jokes into it, you know, and, and that balance of story and jokes is is important. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think when you said he dressed as Steve Jobs, that's kind of more information about him and not a punchline, but it's good information and it does get a good picture, but you don't need to expect to laugh on that. It just, it's just a natural thing to say about the guy. And the truck nuts thing, I think your point of view on the truck nuts thing is what was powerful. Like you say, look, look what this is to us, you see? And your point of view that you see it for what it is and you bring us there with you, that's what really makes it work. And if you, you know, and that's that that act, I I felt like it worked. You can make it better, but that's the that's the place that's the heartline of it that makes it work. Cool, thank right. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, thanks. I really liked it. You had a lot of really good setups. Um, you swore a couple times within, and I think if you utilize your swear words more than using them. So really make them work for your joke and oh, use them selectively. I see. Then it'll oh, so give I was more over, punch and Was power. I over swearing or? Uh, it was just more like, f- and you know how some people swear instead of saying um? So it's just oh, kind it's of like filler, a filler. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So um, that just comes with, yeah, joke workshop. Yeah. Once you work it out more. but um, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's if really you helpful. punch it, yeah, if you hit a swear word, like really punch it. And gotcha, gotcha. Utilize it, yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, I, agree, I agree with her completely. Utilize the swear words more. Or just use them like less, and then it holds more weight. Cause I felt that too. But that was that was a good set. Good job, dude. Cool. All right. Thanks, you guys. Yay! Put your hands together, Ian Kung. Woo! All right. Uh, I've changed the CD now. It's a CD someone else gave me called Watch Pot. So we're just gonna play some weird music from people we've never heard in the in-betweens and see if we like it or not. Uh, I know we're definitely gonna like our next comedian uh, coming up to the stage. Pay attention and clap your hands wildly. It's Connor Doherty. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Hello to the many listeners in the on the other ends of the tubes. Uh, so you guys know the the guys out in the street yelling about Armageddon. You know what I'm talking about? The the guys with the megaphones. I actually met a guy who told me that po- all power in the future will be determined by who has the loudest megaphone. It'll just be a matter of creating more noise in the street will be how you get power. Amen. But these guys, 
Amen to that. Uh, but the the guys yelling about Armageddon. I was walking past one of these guys outside the Bart station, and you know he's yelling about uh, the the seas will turn to blood, the dead will rise again, and then he loses his train of thought. And and it's like if you really believe that the world is going to end in your lifetime, how are you forgetting the details? Like it just kind of humanized him, right? Because it's easy to just kind of check out and say, like, oh, he's crazy. But, you know, where do you draw the line with yelling about religious stuff? But anyway, this guy, he's, he loses his train of thought. And it just, like, it made me think, what does this guy do on his day off? You know, how does he prioritize whether he's going to be talking about, you know, I got to go pick up my prescription. I got to do some laundry. I need to yell about eternal damnation for the gays. Like, how do you prioritize those things, you know, when you wake up in the morning? And, like, what if he just isn't feeling up to it? What if he can't go out there and preach hellfire into the megaphone? Does he get to call in sick? Like, God is his boss. Uh, people use religion to justify some crazy shit. Um, yeah, we were talking about it earlier. There's a lot of uh, Islamophobia these days. Uh, I mean, it's dumb because people, you know, when people are using religion to justify stuff, it's just assholes projecting their asshole worldview onto the religion. You know, there have been pr plenty of Christians killing other Christians for being the wrong kind of Christian. So you can't really tie it to any particular religion. That said, I'm still waiting for the first attack by Quaker extremists. I don't like I don't even know what the reasoning would be like oh these people they don't have a sufficiently personal relationship with God they haven't found their inner light I don't know yeah um, but speaking of Islamophobia I actually got into an argument with my uncle a couple years ago believe it or not I lost this argument to him uh, the argument was he was trying to convince me that Barack Obama is a Muslim I actually lost that argument because as the conversation progressed, it turned out that by Muslim he meant black. So, <laughs> technically he was right. Yeah, so it's just like, there, I, I feel like there's this, this push, like we need to have conversations about race. You know, like Starbucks was saying this, you know, they, they tried to turn it into a marketing thing, race together. Like Obama says this too, we need to have a national conversation about race. But I'm not sure that conversation is the right way to frame what we need, right? Because conversation implies that all parties are bringing something to the table. But my racist uncle is not bringing anything to the table. Like he doesn't need a conversation, he needs a stern talking to. Like, oh, he sucks. Probably just, you can't convince him of anything. We probably just need to wait for him, wait for his time to pass. Um, speaking of selling things with coffee, like that segue, step into my coffee marketing office over on this side, as far as the microphone stretches. Uh, it's funny, like I like coffee, uh, but I'm not a snob about it. It's just, you know, I'm addicted to it. I need it when I wake up in the morning. And so I think it's funny when, I, when you buy coffee in San Francisco, you can never just get like regular coffee. It's always, you know, fair trade, single batch or no, small batch, single origin. And it's just like, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I would inject this stuff some mornings if I could. Like, you never hear about uh, single origin, small batch heroin, you know. I don't, like, <laughs> I, 
I don't care about that. So I bought this coffee that was labeled uh, was Fair Trade. And there, there's some copywriter. The copywriter said, no slavery, which uh, you're not going to step on my joke. You can squeeze it. Oh. Oh. The, uh, so it said, no slavery, which is supposed to be, you know, something like, oh, this brand is so great. But it just made it seem like they have really low standards for workers' rights, right? <laughs> you guys should hold yourself to better. Coffee, race, dumb uncles. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. It's all, th that was my Thanksgiving set. It was all the things that are coming up at Thanksgiving. All right. Hey, we uh, we have comments. I, I wrote things down. Connor, too. what's what's really wonderful about your comedy is that you're so smart and you're so right on the button with your thoughts. And and I I suggest to you that you might get more energy and comfort if you are enjo enjoying thinking these things. I disagree with you. I actually well, wait, wait, wrote wait, down that uh, I like yeah, that he okay, was mellow, but, but, but I like that he was mellow, and you're telling him that no, you wait, like that you no, want him no, to have more I energy. I'm just saying I thought your I energy was perfect. I I'm not saying that, Pam. Okay. okay. You just said that you wanted I'm him to have more there's energy. A concept, there's a concept in comedy called being in the moment, and so if you're in the moment having these ideas with us, it'll sharpen it up, okay? You're, you're telling us that there's... I don't always have the sense that you're thinking it right now. And they are such good thoughts. They're so bright and right on the spot that if you can make it that you're right with us thinking this now, it'll give you... I'm not talking about being my kind of manic energy. Yeah. I'm talking about like really connecting with us. No, I understand what you're saying. Okay, In good. Terms Thank of, you. In like, you know, being more kind of like... feels like it could fall off almost. And like you're just having this practice. thought. You're just... Yeah. Oh, this is just occurring to you right now. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and and that'll bring that'll draw us into you more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The 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 Muslim black joke is so funny. Uh, that's Thank just you. awesome. So there's that's all I was gonna say about that. But um, in terms of the guy on the street, there's like an opportunity for kind of like a juxtaposition joke where it's like, you know, like he's the, so he forgets. So it's like okay. It's like you never see someone who's crazy and incompetent, right? Or like he hates gays and his own social anxiety, you know? <laughs> or, yeah. you know, so, so, something like that. Um, and then with Quaker extremists, mm -hmm. you were like, yeah, I don't know what they would do. Oatmeal embargo would yeah. be yeah. One, one option. It's pretty basic Quaker shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like the idea of an oatmeal party. Dumping oatmeal into the water and then it expands. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had, I thought your jokes were really well structured. Um, I thought, yeah. Do you like study logic? Because those were I don't know. It was just like really well set up. Uh, I used to. There you go. <laughs> Along with um, the the joke about the extremist. Um, I think the ending bit about God being his boss got like a chuckle and something just one extra line on the end of it would round it out. So yeah. something about God being a micromanager or something, I don't, that's, you know, yeah, no, there's I, plenty of yeah, boss territory to go into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think and he knows another one. All that, he knows how many hairs there are on your head. 
Like you can't hide anything from your. He knows. He knows you're not sick. He knows. Yeah. He knows you're not calling in sick. Yeah, you can't fake that. You can't fake it with God. Uh, yeah, and I also liked the coffee setup or the coffee joke. Um, I think yeah, the the what got lost was that you need it so bad, which is what the heroin ties it into. Yeah. I didn't catch that at first, but I might have just missed it. But um, I also thought that was that was a really good joke too. So I thought, I liked it a lot. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Quaker thing, they're they're really quiet in church, so maybe they, I, you got the contemplation thing, but I don't know. I was trying to tag off with um, the, the oatmeal thing or the having extra things about the Quakers, but yes. they're a, a, a hunger strike, but a, like a talking strike. Yeah, they don't they like don't a, talk. They sit in a room quietly and yeah. think about God or whatever. So there's yeah, got to be. It's all about having like a very personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, uh, uh, so that's no, interesting. It's oh. not. Quakers are about being in touch with the Holy Spirit. But I I worked a summer with Quakers on draft repeal Ah. and, you know, was at worship with them. So so the problem is it's like catcalling, you know, I'm saying, Oh, he he doesn't know as much about Quakers. Yeah. You know, it's a good joke if you don't but but Quakers Quakers are actually very they quake, they shake in the service because they're so overwhelmed with being held by the Spirit. But I know so you know that's why they're called Quakers, but uh, but they're and they're a peace church. So it's a it's a great joke. But you're so smart, you got can't it. get away with being even a little bit not smart. You've All right, got to research it more. Yeah, you got to research it a little okay. more. And yeah. and uh, if somebody what is, else who's a stupid shit slinger, that's okay. And but for you, you know, your right. uncle thing. You said he brings to the table, and you could tag that what does my uncle bring to the table like intolerance and coffee or something because that could yeah. help you bridge into the coffee joke if he brings to the table yeah, intolerance and martini coffee. without much mixer right right and, and he doesn't bring the coffee because uh you know second yeah. wi-fi is down or whatever yeah. i don't know but um i wanted to know what he would actually physically bring to the table it, like yeah. there's more to go on yeah. that joke. that's all cool everything else i have many smiley faces next to things so that's good cool thank you yay everybody clap connor doherty yay take off my mask so it's the, the music today is so weird you guys I've just people have been sending me things in the mail and I apologize for whatever's happening right now in the interim because it doesn't really fit the mood uh, but you guys are listening to the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm I'm your host Pam Benjamin we're uh, coming up with more comedians your next comedian he was just at Cobbs last Wednesday who knows where he'll be next uh, somewhere awesome put your hands together it's Joey Avery Who knows where I'll be next? I love that. It makes my life sound fucking exhilarating. Um, dude, I love that. It, it, I love the the angry guys who scream fire and brimstone about gay people that he was just talking about. It's so fascinating to me. And every time people look at them, they're always like, oh, I bet that guy's secretly gay. Oh, and that's supposed to be this dark thing. It's a dark thing if you're secretly gay and yelling about gay people. No one ever talks about how sexually fulfilling that would be. Like, do you know how you think that guy ever gets bored? You think he ever doesn't come? No fucking way. He spends all day like, gay people are the worst. Now I'm going to fuck one of them. Like, that has to feel great. Probably (laughs) not going to do that joke too many times. But it is a a good thought. It's true, though. I mean, it would be be fucking exhilarating. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. Um, 
I do. I've been, it's been a pretty depressing time to watch the news, I feel like. Um, and I always get lost in that. I'm like, oh, shit's falling apart. But then you really think about it. You're like, it actually is the best time to be alive statistically. So I try and look at the silver lining or whatever. Or at, le- at the very least, we've gotten rid of a lot of bullshit. Like, there's a lot of conventions that we used to have that we don't have to deal with anymore that suck. Like, one of them, like, saving yourself for marriage. That is the dumbest idea in the world. That's like going grocery shopping when you're hungry if that's the food you get for the rest of your fucking life. All right? That's what it is. You're just going to get stuff that's not very good for you because you want it in your mouth right now. You know? And then you're just going to end up fat and unhappy, and it's going to sit in the corner untouched. All right? And that's that's true. That's how the shit works. Um, <laughs> it really, like... I mean, I just feel so bad for the people who adhered to that and then had sex and then had the worst post-nut syndrome ever. Uh, I don't know if people are aware of this, but post-nut syndrome is something that happens to guys where you find out immediately after you've had sex with someone if you were or were not supposed to do that. It happens completely immediately. It's like once the cum leaves your body, regret moves right in and then grows into a blossoming tree of hatred. Um... I don't know when it happens for women. I assume it's about halfway through. Uh, so <laughs> probably a little bit before. It sounds a lot worse. Um, that's it. That's an even worse deal for women because could you imagine picking one penis for the rest of your life but not knowing what it looked like yet? Oh, my God. That sounds horrifying. Like, you don't know if you're going to be popping a squat on some Coors Light can every night for the rest of your fucking life. Okay, you don't want to play this weird game of vaginal roulette. That sounds like a fucking disaster. Jesus. Um, so I feel bad for you guys. Uh, some people want to say, like, oh, yeah, penis size is important. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be, you know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's going to be... <laughs> you know? Because, like, yeah. It's like, uh, you know... <laughs> Poop size is important. I don't know. I don't. I don't put anything in me if I don't know how big it is. Uh, that's that was ridiculous. No, here's why I know it's important. Actually, this is why. Ready for this zinger? Uh, no, it's important because otherwise there wouldn't be all these like predictive genital forecasting games that people play like oh what kind of fucking car does he drive if he drives a truck you know he has a small dick and like guys who wear pink are super confident so you know they're confident in the size of their dick and it's like that may be true but I've seen a lot of dudes driving raised pickups wearing black t-shirts getting roadhead from attractive girls I've never seen that happen to a guy driving a pink Fiat you know, I don't, I don't think that's really how it works. Um, <laughs> I drive a scooter, but what, uh, what else was it? No, no. Oh yeah, wait for it, ladies. Sorry, I'm not super prepared tonight. Um, <laughs> I mean, all, all that stuff. Like, it's clearly, it's clearly not true. But I still think it's probably helpful. You know, and I think men should probably do it too, you know? It's like if you see a girl driving a skinny car, you know, you roll down the window, you yell at her. You say, get out, get out of my way, wide vagina. You know, that's not what I want. What, like, stay away from a girl. If a girl's riding a bike, oh, my God, she's probably sucking that seat in like a mouthpiece, okay? That's how you know. Just, so I want a girl who drives a fucking 
747, all right? That's what I want, a pilot. I want a pilot with really dry skin. I want a pilot with eczema so that I know he's got a tight, wet vagina. <laughs> that's how you know you got a keeper right there. Um, yeah, that is indeed the end of that joke. Uh, <laughs> I, it has been fascinating watching all this stuff kind of happen on the world. <laughs> How am I going to go into politics right now? <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, it has been interesting watching like Germany react to everything because Germany's foreign policy has basically just become a sober person who's like halfway through the 12-step program, you know? They're like, look, we can't really use our military right now. We need to not be so nationalistic. We kind of have a problem with that. We really enjoy efficiency so much, a little more than human life, actually. Um, <laughs> so we can't do that anymore. We're trying to apologize. <laughs> Meanwhile, America's like, I'm fucking winning, bro. I can do whatever I want. Um, thank you. Yeah, that's not a joke. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't have anything else. Thank you guys. Alright. I was so excited that you went for the accent. Yeah, and then I bailed. But then all I thought about was the accent. Uh, but it was it was good though. I think if you committed Yeah. It would work. I know that's like a ballsy move to do right in the middle. But I think if you went for it, it would it would work. It was I, working. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it was a little bold. Like that was one that I was like, oh, I can throw something else in. So I was like, oh, I'll try this. I haven't thought about it yet, which is probably I just learned for everyone in the room. If you're gonna do an accent, you should probably like think about it a little more beforehand. <laughs> but I think if you picked a person, like if you were like, oh, I'm Merkel right now, like right. like Merkel is saying, then it would it would set it up better. Yeah, it would but it would it would land. On the other hand, a German accent is always an insult, and if you do it badly, it's just as big. I mean, you're doing a bad German. We're all have heard so many German accents right. that it kind of roll up. Yeah, he's doing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. To, oh, no, yeah. I didn't. No, I mean. Done. What What could I, help you would be a couple I German think, words. Like if you're doing the accent and your accent sucks, that's fine. But throw in a nine or a right. Schliegen or a Lieben or a, a really you know, like a whatever German Scheiser. Right. Yeah, some Kaiser. Right. Kaiser Scheiser. Or, or you know, just I could words. also probably like write a joke into that as well. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I think there's something with the premise, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. definitely. All of the stuff you did on saving yourself from marriage and all, it's just brilliant. It's just great. Oh, okay. Thank you. The problem I have with it is, A, I know nothing about sex anymore. Right. But, but, but B, um, I'm thinking about the double standard because I don't think it's the, I think it's the woman saving herself from marriage. And we have somebody in this room who saved herself from marriage and then she thought, oh, wow, this husband of mine has a huge dick because she didn't know any comparison. And that saving your, the woman saving herself from marriage is double standard. It's male insecurity. He's not. He's going to fuck other people. That's a given because he's a guy. But at but a time, she's, wasn't, she's it, stuck wasn't with it? No, I'm just I'm giving you my, right, my right. riff off right, it right, that right. there's another aspect to it that if I wanted you know, to do that. All of the stuff yeah. you say, if you say, well, the woman is stuck She's stuck with this guy because she has to be, but by the double standard, if he doesn't like her, he can get a mistress. Right. No problem. So right. You, but that's, that's my bounce off you. Well, right. He's ugly. 
What? Also true. But I just try to bounce off that. that right. That's an, another, you know, another place. That's where I went listening to you. So, right. Joey, uh, what I finally figured out why I like your jokes so much, it's because you're really great at drawing out unusual metaphors. And I finally figured it out. You're really great with simile and metaphor. It's like every joke that works. You've got, like, the vagina four-year joke you right, have about right. the vagina. It's kind of like being in college or whatever. You, you right. have these metaphor similes that they, you then draw out to sort of the strange conclusion, and it works, like, every time. So this one I felt the same way with the shopping while hungry. Hilarious. Like, why would you eat? Why would you buy corn nuts? You know, like what? Right. I wouldn't mind a list of the disgusting things you had in your basket that you had to eat for the rest of your life. Right. You know, because so, corn nuts are gross and some dude's feet smell like that after. What I'm saying, it was so fabulous and so persuasive that you got me thinking, well, yeah, since this is a bunch of bullshit, why is it? You know, why do we have it? And I think right. it's, you know, it's keeping the woman's sexuality in line. So the man can control. It's poli oh, my political sure. part of it, see, and 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 then of course one of the other things is sex is so powerful. If you've only had sex with that one person, then you're connected to that one person, and you don't know it's bad sex. Right. Because even bad sex is pretty good. Right. So yeah. if you've only had sex with that one person, you get bonded to that one person. Right. And you know, and I, okay, but but if I'm the priest. Talking to the couple beforehand, well, the reason to wait is because sex is the holy conjunction of God, and you will come together, and you you will have orgasms, and that will be God's spirit telling, you know. Right, all true. But it's my shit off right. what you say. Word. All right. Tommy McGuire, yay! Oops, I called you Tommy McGuire. Joey Avery, yay! Sorry about that. I was I was looking at the list and I was reading Tommy McGuire and I was looking at Joey Avery and it was confusing. Uh, hey everybody, we have our only girl of the evening, uh, lady woman. Um, I did I don't know how to comic who has a vagina. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Tess Berry. where I get applauded for having a vagina. <laughs> it happens every time. We'll get to that later. Um, so I'm, uh, I just had my review at work. Uh, it went fine. It's okay. One review comment I got back was my delivery of uh, commentary on people's work it can be a bit harsh. We don't have to get into that. Uh, just because the Russian guy at work is a sissy doesn't mean my, my comments are harsh. Um, <laughs> But uh, I also got that I'm bad at uh, hitting my deadlines. I am bad at hitting my deadlines, mostly because I don't want to do it. But I'm also super lazy. Like, I come up with a lot of excuses for not to do work. So I've decided to become my own loan shark in order to get myself to hit deadlines. I've been watching a lot of Sopranos lately, like hitting the vig, you know? And um, so I decided to come up with some things to get me motivated. So I was like, you know what? If you don't get that PowerPoint done on budgets, by Thursday, then I'm gonna cut your fingers off. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Or if you, right, Sopranos made this really, really pictorial. If uh. you don't, uh, you know, get that, that email out by two o'clock, I'm gonna break your legs. Turns out, I'm a really bad loan shark. I do not deliver on my threats. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work out. But my boss is super sexist, you guys. He's super sexist. He says sexist things to me that uh, support the patriarchy. Like he says, hey, Tess, keep it up. 
We all know that has to do with boners. I really think that uh, penises are more, like things are, everyone talks about how things are phallus. You know, uh, buildings are phallus, things are phallus. I think it's just because penises are easier to draw. Like, vaginas are really difficult to draw. Penises are just much easier. That's why we talk about them more. It's just a thought you guys can think about later. Uh, so here's another thought. Uh, I hear that negging is a thing. Negging, so what negging is, is when a man tr is trying to hit on a woman and he says something to her that's nice but not really nice, it's like a backhanded compliment in order to lower her self-esteem and get her to like want his attention. So I'll say stuff like, nice sweater, did you shrink it in the wash? I honestly find that negging just makes no sense, but I don't know if I've ever been negged, I probably neg people, I'm pretty negative. And again, my commentary is harsh. Uh, but I have noticed that my roommate has started negging our cat. So I'll say stuff to the cat like, yeah, I guess that's cute, but dogs are cuter. <laughs> and I just feel bad for her self-esteem. Uh, I've noticed lately I've gotten back into the dating game, because it is a game, you guys, it's a racket. I've gotten back into it and I've noticed, uh, I've come to a new conclusion that men and women, dating is kind of like school, it's kind of like grading. And men and women tend to date, uh, to grade people differently on their dates. So men are like the teachers, the professor you have, where everyone comes in with 100%, you have come in with 100 points, 100% score, and then as you turn stuff in, you start losing points when you make mistakes. You start answering questions, you lose points, you make mistakes, your grade goes down. Women, on the other hand, dudes come in at a zero. You come in at a zero, and you start proving that you're a good student, you start making the grade, and you start to build points. You start to prove yourself. But getting good grades is hard. You know, getting good grades is hard. Uh, that's why I cheat. <laughs> There's that one for you. Uh, but this is, this is my comment. This is my commentary on uh, some of the stuff we've been discussing and some of the stuff I've noticed. Uh, that I tend to do too, I'm a hypocrite. I know I talk to people like, men should date like this, and I'm someone who accidentally was trying to drunk text their Lyft driver some sexy stuff and accidentally drunk texted my wax therapist person. So, hey, I make mistakes too. But I noticed that men talk about women, and right there is a hypocritical statement because when men, certain men talk about women, they say like, hey, you know, women do this. Women hurt my feelings when they don't, reply when I try to compliment them. They just like, they just hurt my feelings and they're, women are out to take me down. When you say women, you don't, not you personally, you don't mean all women. You mean women you're attracted to. Mm. And just because a woman isn't attracted to you doesn't mean that's all women. Not hashtag not all women. <laughs> Men do this. They don't usually mean it's hashtag not all men. It's just that on average a lot of men have done this to them and it's usually not the men that they're attracted to. Uh, that's just something that I've noticed and that was my comments. You know, some woman who says catcalling, you know, as long as you say thank you. Honestly, I'm not dressed for anyone else. I would rather not have any commentary, but I am at the joke workshop, so all comments on my jokes are welcome. Uh, here's another thought. 
I don't know, this one's just a story that I haven't shared yet. I went to one of those open, that Ignite the Mic a couple weeks ago, one of those Thursdays, and um, this guy who lives at a convent commune uh-huh. that's around town that I think Michael is... Warren Grant? Yeah, I don't know who it was. Oh, okay. I don't know. I I, yeah, they're cool people, but he was telling me about how it, the building used to be a convent, yeah. right? And how the first night that they moved in, uh, he witnessed a threesome in the like foyer area. And I asked if there were any ghost nuns hanging around, and he said that yes, the people in the orgy had like whips on their wrists afterwards, and I ruined the punchline because I was supposed to say ghost nun last, but you guys got it early, so there we go. All right, I'm done. Okay, in the twinkling of an eye, how long is that? Yay, Tess Berry, ghost nuns. Ghost nuns. Clap, 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 ghost this nuns. This is good stuff. This is really good stuff. Uh, 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 just two things that you did were really good. The thing I cheat. Yeah. Fabulous. You do have a chance for another joke after that of an example of how you cheat. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, because when you have a strong joke, that's always a chance to tell another strong joke. You've already broken open the premise and... You know, you've already given, you're already set up. For example, I, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's not a criticism. That's like, more like a missed opportunity, you know, and, but there's another thing when you said, when you said all women who want you or something like that, do you have a chance there to really put the guy down, you know, all women who want you as if there would be any. Yeah, I don't want to. But I, I know, yeah, I, I know, that's not what you down. do. That's, I'm just, yeah. that's just my diseased mind right there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And the, but the other thing is technical. When you talked about being the loan shark, yep. and then you talked about cutting off the fingers. Yeah. Okay, structurally, if you gave a milder one before that. Yeah. Okay, you knew that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll break your favorite teddy bear. Then I'll <laughs> cut off your fingers. Then, yeah. Okay. Then, then, then you bring us into it. I was a little bit, ugh! Right. Okay. Yeah, I um, I thought the the patriarchy one where the joke was keep it up that was a great example. I yeah. think because the setup takes a little while, mm-hmm. you and because it's such a well set up joke, I think you could pepper in a few more there and yeah. just play with that. And I think like timing wise, that would be good. Yeah. I think again, this is vague. I don't have a specific suggestion, but I think that the grading system thing about dates is so amazing. I think it's such a like brilliant realization that I would see how much bigger you can make that bit just in general, because I think that's gold. And I think everyone knows that's true. Awesome. Thank you. And it's true. Yeah. We all know it's true. Yeah. That's, that's what's really wonderful. Later, Joey. Bye, Joey. Bye, Joey. Uh, Suzuki, you were um, up to a microphone for a second. Right? It's okay. okay. I oh, miss no, him too. I miss him already. Um, the negging. This one isn't a burp. Huh? This one isn't a burp. No, it's not. That was really cute though. Uh, the negging. Um, you can. You need to cut the explanation just to go as far as like, um, to explain negging. It's basically just 2015's way of saying uh, a backhanded compliment, just like a homo, uh, no, homosexual. I'm sorry. Uh, Heterosexual is a cis male. Whatever, we have to up, update our vocabulary. We can make a tiny joke in there about our new vocabulary in 2015, SPC, etc. Just get from, uh, I just learned about negging, and then you kind of, you spend like a 30 seconds or however long, like just kind of yeah. going into it. If you can get like a good two, three sentence, little bang, bang, bang about how that, and use it as how it's the new vocabulary, whatever, that'd be great. Um, that, that can only help you. 
And then, shit, I forget everything else. But good shit. Um, there's a couple new ones in there that, that were they're solid. Good job. Yeah. Um, just a small commentary on the double standard, standards between men and women, how they talk about each other. Yeah. And you said they both... It felt like the punchline was we'd all give the ones we'd fuck a pass. Right. That's a good point because I've been looking for the punchline and I was mm-hmm. trying to fish it out. That's a really, that's a really good point. It's mm-hmm. only sexual harassment if the guy is ugly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is in there though. Yeah. But I, I think there's something to do with Joey's comment earlier about how girls figure it out halfway through, like while he he's still inside her. Right. Right. Like you're not yeah. you're not really sure if you're all that attracted to him, quite yet. I think maybe that's a good way to go. From a, from a guy's point of view, sometimes I feel like a woman is shopping. I think that got turned off. Oh, okay. There's an on-off okay. switch on I, it. I, I, There's I, an on-off so, switch on so it. So she'll say, how much do you weigh? And I say, 250 pounds. You say, okay, how tall are you? And then she, it's like she gets a calculator out. Uh, you know. So she's evaluating me, and I get points for what my height-weight ratio is. And the guy is thinking, is she hot? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. I, 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 this this kind of shopping angle, like I'm gonna add up the points on you. How much do you make? What car do you drive? You know, are you in debt? And I do. I mean, women, especially OK Cupid women my age. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely uh, the premise. Yeah, but that's a wonderful premise. You got it nailed. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds good. Hooray, Tess Perry! Yay! Tess Perry here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's Joke Workshop here every Monday from six to eight. Your next comedian, uh, really funny guy. He had a had a good set last Friday at Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Actually, he won it off of the Happy Hour open mic, and he didn't even perform. You're so popular that everybody voted for you instead of the people that actually did sense. Put your hands together, everyone. It's Tommy McGuire. You guys just do me a favor real quick and stand outside. That'd be real nice. Um, Yeah, it was really weird. Everyone voted for me even though they hadn't heard me, and most of them have heard me, and yet they still clapped. Either they just wanted to see me eat shit, or maybe they like me. Yeah, Yeah, but what about my jokes? Um, Speaking of which... I grew up in like a, a pretty violent area, <clears throat> um, like beat up a lot, and, and usually due to the color of my skin, um, which I just like chalked up as like jealousy, you know. Um, but uh, that aside, like being beat up your whole life, I, I, st- I still really like fighting. I really do. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing um, when it's righteous, when it's for the right reasons. You know, I've, I've seen... Uh, men put their hand, hands on women, and I've stepped in. Uh, racial stuff, homophobia stuff, just anything that's righteous. Any reason to actually, someone really needs to get punched. Um, I'm I'm really cool with that. And um, sometimes after like a r- rough week, especially out here in San Francisco, there's not a lot of fighting. You guys are pretty fucking chillaxed, bro. Um, after I like, have a rough week, I'll just leave my my bike unattended or like my my computer in the public or something like that, just on some, I wish a motherfucker would. And that's literally just my righteous reason for wanting to punch someone in the face. But, um, and it's not that I'm like that tough. Like I, I, I only want to punch someone in the face that's like in my weight class. You know what I mean? And like for the record, I weigh 85 pounds. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm trying to do is beat up like eighth graders. Um, yeah. 
I got some sage advice last week, and it was, um, don't dress like the job you have. Dress like the peoples whose culture you admire and wish weren't the victims of an oppressive systemic racist society perpetuated by the prison industrial complex and record executives have turned the music industry into something closer resembling the cotton industry of the 1800s. <laughs> so I've been living by that for the last couple weeks. Um, I saw a post, on, a post on Facebook. You guys don't have Facebook yet. You will. It's cool. Um, I switched over from Bing. Or wait, what was the fucking Google Plus? But anyways, moving on. Uh, there was a, 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 a Facebook post by a very smart girl. A, a smart person. It didn't have to be a girl. A uh, very smart girl. And uh, she was... <laughs> I, I, what I'm saying is she's not a person. As, uh, no, but she was saying how... She was talking about Trump's fucking Islamic uh, locator app that he wants to do make or whatever it is, or he wants them to be all, uh, uh, you know, watched and, and how similar it is to Hitler's plan of the Jews and all that. But she, and I'm, I'm so on board, I'm so on board with her post until the end and she's just like, well, things didn't work out so well for you, now did it, Mr. Hitler. Dude, shit worked out for him pretty well for a real, real long time, like until the very, very end. And I said that, and I got in a lot of trouble because she's Jewish-Russian, and yes, things don't, st when you drink, don't post on Facebook, trying to be funny, and, and, and sounding like you have Hitler's side, you know? Or being an admirer. If you don't admire Hitler, I don't know. Why are you, why are you holding a mic? Like, I get chuckles, man. He got, yeah! Like, I mean, that's fucking, you know, that's, I would, like, Kevin Hart is, like, only a couple steps under. Tell them about controlling a populace, man, and like getting reactions out of people and being liked. We just want to be liked, right? That's all Hitler wanted was a fucking hug. <laughs> um, yeah, here we go. And, uh, and lastly, guys, uh, as some of you, well, you all know because I've done this joke before, but, and I can't believe I didn't get this punchline until now. Um, I am of a, a mixed race. I'm biracial, um, but not like the cool kind, you know? I'm not like black, Hispanic, or black Asian or Hispanic Asian, anything like that. I'm, uh, I'm actually half Irish, half Syrian. And I've been trying to prove that to you guys for the last year and a half by getting wildly drunk and bombing all over the city. <laughs> yeah, that joke wrote itself. And I can't believe I didn't think of that shit joke earlier. Thank you. Yay, UFOs, no. Yay. Tommy Jesus. McGuire, Tommy McGuire. All right, we got e. comments. Thank God is Paul's gone, right? Yeah. So you don't have to hear about him anymore. Jesus Christ, bring it back to yourself enough, right? Uh, Tommy McGuire, Joe, we got to make our personal. Yeah. Tommy, let me talk about myself for a second here. <laughs> Tommy, uh, the joke where you, when you tell us your weight, eighty-five pounds, yeah. and you kind of trailed off and said, "So I kind of want to beat up kids." Just be like, "So what I'm saying is, I want to beat up kids." You don't yeah. have to do that, but if you just deliver it like that. Well, I, I, I wrote up until the 85 pound part. Okay. And then I got a little laughter, I guess, and I was just like, kind of, I try to make a tag on the fly or whatever, mm -hmm. um, which it was whatever, but yeah. I have a note on that because you can do a tag. I liked how you were like, so I'm going to beat up eighth graders because then you can really punch 
because teenage I need them brain. lunch money or because yeah. they're, I, yeah. I really like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle gummy worms or whatever. Yeah, because their mom will just buy them. Exactly. Yeah. So like the whispering of the eighth graders I thought was funny as long as you follow it up with a good t- yeah, yeah a good something. That yeah, I really like that because their mom can always buy them another iPhone. That's yeah. very funny. Oh, um, I thought you hit all those punchlines. I thought it was a really good set. Thank you. Um, uh, the first joke, I think there's a little bit extra room to go. And I know that you get into the territory, like the joke that you made about the, uh, the advice you got about how to dress. Yeah. Awesome. Really great. And I loved how it trailed off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if maybe having it in the same set would tip it off too much, but I think there's room where you got beat up because people were jealous of you, but you dress like you're jealous of them. Yeah, yeah that's really good. So yeah, there's, think, more, there's somewhere there. Okay. So that's a, that's a bigger joke yeah. to build on. Um, or maybe that's why I dress this way because I'm, I'm just trying to like... Because like, you're jealous of them. Un- yeah, I'm trying to be under the radar and so I don't get beat up. If I, oh, if no. I, oh, uh, yeah, but yeah. That you, admire, that you admire black culture. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Cause you're a thief. Because like yeah. you're an oppressive thief. That's no. why. <laughs> right, yeah. Trying. Trying. Hopeful. Um... Appropriation. I also liked how you called the Holocaust, like you um, you said, Hitler and all that. Yeah. <laughs> you wrapped up the Holocaust <laughs> and into the, the little, Whatever he did. And all that. He yeah. was a, he was a basketball player, right? Yeah. Uh, bouncing off of that, I also loved, and you can work on that, the comparison between Kevin Hart and Hitler. Like you can yeah. just kind of yeah, touch that. Again, a running tag. In but he's head. so big, like you, you think he has that power. Well, there's something there, people. and I want to. I kind of like. I like the idea of playing with being impressed or being like impressed with Hitler because it's fucking impressive. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That's man. a fact. I'm not he saying that mustache off. And I want right. to be a Hitler, just not relation or religion wise. I want to kill. I have a final solution. <laughs> I want to kill. We need a lot of people to die for us to live. He was really good at population and, like, just control. Awful people, you gotta like, give you know, him that. Trump supporters yeah. and just all that shit. Juggalos. Need to die. I'm you know? sorry. They don't need to be confirmed. Yeah. Or, or reformed or any of that bullshit. I'm going off on a little tangent. I want to let people die. Sorry. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, even, I think um, taking that joke, um, if you, I mean, you can definitely go into the population control territory, but yeah. also just, hit, okay. I wish I had Hitler's commitment to anything. Like, I <laughs> wish I had Hitler's commitment to getting my laundry done on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he yeah. was just committed. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of follow through. I, I respect follow through, but it also requires delusion. Yeah. The, well, I got plenty of that. And then, <laughs> you're, I think it was a mistake, but when you said smart girl, I mean person, oh, she yeah. doesn't have to be a girl. And then you said, it doesn't have to be, then you went back to saying and called her a girl again. Yeah. <laughs> If Which you can not, deliver not, not it, accident, right? if you can deliver it that way, that every time with that same like sense of accident, that'd be yeah, a great. funny is why I got I started doing this, and now when I'm trying to be purposely funny, it's fucking super hard. Yeah, uh, you uh, you said in the beginning when you were talking about how you're white, you used the word, you said the term chalked up, and that made me laugh really hard because you were talking about being white, but I just picked it up because I recognized it, but I don't know if you yeah. meant it, but being chalked up to being white. I mean, it's funny because it's chalk. And then you could really behoove you if you memorized that line with the word cotton in it, that whole thing. Because yeah. I saw you read it off your iPhone and it was hysterical and it would totally worked for your joke. But if you memorize it and I, then I you fucking sell it like you're Hitler and do like, yeah. and like start with the hand motions, it'll trail you into that Hitler thing. That I need to memorize perfectly. You I've can do it. it. I've done it twice. 
off mic and uh, then I just sound like a fucking idiot. You can do it. I'm, you got to uh, just memorize it, it. Just commit it just to memory. Like, that's why I was reading today because one, it's a, it's a workshop yeah, and two, like, it's, funny. it's three of you who know me. Uh, so You got to turn it. There's an on off switch. Paul turned it off. I think. There you go. Now you I think you might want to turn it, uh, cut that part, cut it down. Because uh, where oh, you read the definition, because uh, yeah, yeah. as soon as you said systematically, I got the joke. So I said you said systematically, and then like shortly after that, you should probably cut it off. Because I that's, got the joke, yeah. and then you kept going. That's that's what it was, and then I ch- literally just wrote the cotton fields uh, or the record labels running things like a cotton field 1800s, and I was I got like a big laughter, and so I just kind of went into a rant about it instead of like I wasn't even acting like I'm Sorry. joking. I'm just fucking mad about it or just whatever. Okay. Uh, and like being laughed at, uh, like taking it from being laughed with to laughed at. That might, yeah, that might have just been, yeah. might have just been me. So no, I'm gonna, take know, it with a grain of salt. <laughs> whatever it is, you're wrong. No, no, um, no I, I just, I'm gonna work on that, and I'm gonna like try to, yeah, I'm gonna, Would you have to shut even that, I have to cut that off of that, and just make it, and boom. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> and booms, comedy success, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yay! Yeah. Tommy McGraw, Tommy McGraw, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, next up, you guys know him and love him. It's Sanj. Jesus. Uh, so my niece asked me what white privilege is. Uh, yep. And I uh, think that I found a good way to describe it to her. I'm like, have you ever seen an amazingly handsome black man holding hands with an average white woman? That's white privilege. You know? That's basically... Because that's how it always is in interracial relationships, isn't it? Like, name me one relationship in which the white person isn't the less... The interracial relationship in which the white person isn't, like, the less good-looking one, you know? Like, fucking, like, those, like, hella nerdy white guys with those, like, really hot Asian girls. You know, the white guy just, like, walking around with them, like... I don't know what... I don't even know how this happened. And the Asian girl's like, I'm dating a white guy. Uh... All right. I don't know how you guys are going to take that. I don't know if all audiences are going to be on board with that, but I love you guys. Uh, let's see. I don't gamble, but I do order Chinese food, and that's a fucking gamble. I Look, I don't know whether I'm getting the Kung Pao chicken I ordered or something that might not even be legal in the country, you know? Like, I don't fucking... Like, I, got a, I ordered, like, a hot pot. You guys know what this is? It's like a hot pot soup. I was like, oh, my God, this is so... smells so good. Like, I took it out of the bag. You know, it was spilt everywhere, and I was like, fuck, I was so mad, but I was like, this smells so good, so I'm going to be, this is going to be good. I opened it up, I reached my hand in, and I literally pull out, like, a hairy leg of lamb, like, with the hair still on it. Like, I'm not a chef, all right? I'm not a chef. I'm not Gordon Ramsay, but I know that you don't just cut off a, all right, this is going nowhere, but I have to try. All right, guys. Uh, The guy I ordered from the Chinese restaurant has a speech impediment, and I'm not saying that to be xenophobic. Or racist. I'm not saying that he has an accent that sounds like a speech impediment. I'm saying that I'm saying that he has a very thick accent and separately from that a speech impediment. Okay? So like nobody understands what the fuck he's saying, you know? Like even his coworkers are like, huh? Like to be fair, they're all Mexicans, but you know. Okay. My niece asked me another question, uh, which I should have put at the beginning of this set with my other niece question. But I forgot, so <laughs> it is what it is. She asked me what's she asked me about sexual harassment, and she's four years old. So she's like saying, "What's sexual harassment?" And I'm like, "Look, in ten years, you're gonna start being sexually harassed, all right?" And 
I mean, I'll try to control myself, but I no problem. No. Pro <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so funny, holy shit. Well, all right, all right, uh, let's see, what else, what else? Native Americans, I'm East Indian heritage, and so whenever I see someone Native American, I'm like, sup dude, they thought you were me, you know? And he just looks at me like, dude, I might not be sober right now, but I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, all right? And I was thinking about, uh, I don't know whether all Native Americans are alcoholics, but for the sake of this joke, I think we're going to have to, I don't know, maybe they're alcoholics, maybe they're not, but let's just say they are, okay? So let's, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like, if you drink enough alcohol, like, and you sweat, and, like, you cry, like, does that have alcohol, like, does the trail of tears smell like Bud Light, or, <laughs> that was so fucked up, Well. It is what it is. Oh, Helen Keller. I heard, a, I heard a quote by Helen Keller recently, and she said, the most beautiful things in life cannot be seen or heard, but must be felt with the heart. How the fuck would she know? You know what I mean? God damn it, Helen Keller. Helen Keller uh, had lifelong celibacy after she accidentally lost her virginity to a porcupine. I'm going... <laughs> Thanks, fam. I mean, I'm not proud of this, but I, I, I need to try everything at the Joker Workshop. That's getting those. All right, I'm gonna end on this. Uh, nobody gives a shit about, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about animals. Okay, no one gives a shit about animals. You know, like whenever you ask someone how their dog died, it's always something like trivial, like he got cancer, like, you know, like you ask someone about their grandma, it's like she just got chemo and she got through a second bout of cancer. She's a fighter. She's a fighter, you know? Dog, how's Spot doing, dude? Well, he got a suspicious looking uh, growth on his ear and uh, we didn't want to take a chance so we dropped him off in Chinatown and someone ate him. So, it's fucking, what happened with that? All right, guys, thank you. Opening joke, man. Eating oh. dog. <laughs> First joke, own, don't apologize for it. Which one was that? Uh, interracial okay. ugly person. <laughs> yeah, all right. Do not like. And you're like, uh, and you uh, no, don't like. Well, grab know, that joke by the balls, is man. It is it racist when I go like? Is it that racist? Is it, dude? It's a little bit. Your racist. whole premise is racist. Who yeah, gives a fuck? Racist. <laughs> Just, who gives a fuck? Own the racism, Sanj. Let oh it corrupt your soul. It is beautiful. <laughs> like fucking. All right. Uh, on on that. Um, no, don't do that. You need... All right. <laughs> do it. No, no, no listen, because you you got... Well, all, the, all the jokes tonight, you have a bunch of jokes that I've heard that aren't on this, like, shock value, uh, like, kind of gross out or just like, what? What? You know. <laughs> yeah, put, that's, put some that's put, basically my whole thing. It's like, yeah. what? But that's <gasps> like having spicy food with no fucking flavor. It's like fucking... spicy food, dude. Exactly. But listen, you have, to, you have to put some fucking shit behind it. Like okay. the sexual harassment one where you're talking to your niece or whatever. <laughs> that was oh fucking God. gross. That's but that could work if you were like... If that was just an off-the-cuff thing to keep the people laughing. And then I... You can't end it after just like, I'm kind of a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. It's gross. And it's just kind of like... Uh, it's funny to you. It's kind of funny to me. 
But dude, we're writing jokes, we're writing, we're writing bits, and we want to be fucking likable. No, I, I, you know what I mean. I, like, I, I get you. I can't be so like you, incestuous. And, and then, yeah. like, so if you can write something about how you know fucked up sexual harassment and be self-deprecating towards yourself or as a male or men across the board, fucking write that joke okay. and make that to where the whole joke isn't just like because that's a fucking that's cute. That can't be. That's a joke. That's a Jackie the jo- a joke man Martling fucking joke, and awesome. he's a fucking hack. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's fucking just like ah shocking. You know, and then yeah. like. Oh yeah, what did you mean by that? Ah, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean. Exactly. And uh, and the t- trail of tears too. Uh, again, that's I a fucking <laughs> funny joke. I wonder if the trail of tears smell, uh, you know, tastes or smell like or tastes like Smirnoff or whatever. But Smirnoff you is know, better, now dude, make I'll a good that. now write a good trail of tears or or Native American plight joke behind okay. that. So. That you don't f- seem like a fucking asshole. Yeah, I know. No, you know what I mean? Like, you it's are like an asshole. Anyone can go up there and be Jackie the Jokeman Martling and write these fucking like, ah, I'm One shocking. Line. And like, you didn't think I'd say that, would you? And yeah. like, eh, fuck out of here. I don't, I don't care if you said it because now it's, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I got the initial laugh. But you want to be fucking liked. Even if you're advice. being an asshole, even yeah. if you're being saying something fucking crazy. We want to be liked. So make it. Don't make it the end all. No, no, exactly. Use that. Use that. Like that, because that's a fucking great little twist. And boom, you, you kind of it's a little gut punch. Like, oh shit, that's funny. And now I'm listening. Because now I'm listening. Now what the fuck are you gonna say? Okay. You know what I mean? Awesome. Thank you so much, Tommy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think um, going with a grain alcohol might be a benefit over Bud Light. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you brought me into the present versus the past. So I think uh, if you do it, yeah, choose like a corn-based grain alcohol. Grain alcohol. Um, I've but heard I, that I, Indians I like whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. whiskey. I do. I agree with Tommy. Um, that yeah, if you you punch. Um, Smirnoff is a good one. See, Smirnoff is pretty funny. Better than Bud Light. But yeah. if you go, yeah, if you're doing like a Trail of Tears joke, if, if you bring it back up to the cause, it might, like the cause of the Trail of Tears, something like that. Yeah. Um. I I will. I just uh I just wanted to test if it was funny. I thought of it, it on the it way here. That is funny. It is like, funny, and it's awesome. the same with the um. Niece, pre- uh, yeah. Oh, I loved the niece I pedophile joke. I thought I that was so fucking funny. hysterical. I don't even have a niece. So I, I, I mean, it's absolutely fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that I joke like at the all. Cold I thought it was, I like so, yeah, I thought it was, I had no problem with that joke whatsoever. Um, I really <laughs> also like the, I don't like to gamble, but I do order Chinese food. Yeah. I think that, that pre, he likes it. I think that uh, jokes, like joke within a setup is so good that you should take some time to find where that punchline is. I don't know where it is. It is. It's right there because Chinese people love to gamble. Oh. Asians Asians love to gamble. No, it's a thing. Where, where else to take it? They Chinese oh. people love to gamble. That's why I thought it was a joke within a joke because when you said, oh, yeah. I don't like to gamble, but I do like to eat Chinese food. I, I thought you were talking about Chinese people that love to gamble. They fucking love like to gamble. Mahjong? It's like the- a thing. Yeah, the, oh the, the visualization of the, the hairy that, leg that, in the soup was funny, but there wasn't Dr. a punchline that were out. But Agreed. that's a mahjong, old lady gambling. Yeah, they like that. they really good. like to gamble. What's if you an look Asian at game, Ma- mahjong, mahjong, or or oh, add that. they love to play. <laughs> There's if you look at all the things like Diamond Valley, or whenever you look at the um, the the ads on the mm-hmm. big billboards for the local casinos, yep. they always have Asian people on them. Asian wow. people historically love to gamble. They'll gamble on pool. They'll get. Yeah, just go to the parks thing. in Chinatown and people are playing. I thought it was because like, they took good stock photos. On the the bit about natives versus you, also yeah. like say something like, "Yeah, thanks for taking the bullet for us," or so you know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I tried. I I, it did, I didn't work when I tried it at the joke work. The joke. Uh, Friday. Oh, it didn't work at one set. Ooh. No, no, no. Yourself. I said something like, 
like when I see Native Americans, it's like sad because it's like seeing that like it's like fuck that could have been me. But no, but, but now you say hey, thank you guys. Or like, yeah, but it didn't like parallel everyone was that, like no. I think it, I think that's a good route if you parallel it with uh, maybe it's a setup into another joke, but like it's the job I didn't take or something like that's the life I could have yeah. had. Sliding doors. Yeah. And I'll, nope. try, I'll try it at uh, Brainwash tonight. Sweet. All right, everybody, give it up. Sanj! Hey, guys. All right, everybody. We have two comedians left. Hang in there. Our next one, he's been giving great comments all night. He says, go racist! Uh, put your hands together, you guys. Ken Suzuki. One hoot of a second. I like this guy. So space in the twinkling of an eye. Thank you. Yes, go racism. Token racist comic here for the night. <laughs> Woo! Oh man. Uh, but uh, in, all, in a serious note, poor Charlie Sheen. Poor Charlie Sheen. The only thing positive in that guy's life anymore is his diagnosis. Oh, yes, racist comic. I can't be a racist comic. I cannot be a racist comic. Neither can you. Because you cannot be racist if you have a dick. You cannot be racist if you have a, if you have a dick. Just like my dad always told me. My dad used to, my daddy told me when I was a little boy, he said, Ken, <laughs> no matter the color, if the pussy is right, we all come white. It's true. It's true. Look at the ancient symbols. Look at ancient symbolism. Look at the yin-yang sign. Isn't that just a big old interracial 69? (laughs) (sighs) Comedy's tough. But in all things in life, if you're not succeeding, all I can say is fake it till you make it. Yes, fake it till you make it. And that's how you'll have an orgasm, ladies. Remember it now. If you commit, or you know, if a com- if a felony is committed on Hate Street, does that make it a hate crime? Heyo. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, I believe that t- having a token minority friend is a lot like having an emotional support pet that you can bring with you into. Uh, political or racial-based conversations. You're like, no, no, listen, I get it. I understand. No, trust me, I understand. I have a black friend, Jimmy. Yeah, my colored friend, Jim. My Negro Jim. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go with this. My Negro Jim. Now, um, no, listen, no, it's okay. I can kill that Chinaman. I hang out with Leo Zinger, okay? <laughs> it works. I can kill those Oh, Caitlyn Jenner's been recently in the news. Uh, In the news because she's taken a lot of flack from feminists and trans activists. Uh, Trans activists are saying that not only, that she has no right to speak for them, and not only that, that she's a disgrace to trans women everywhere. I think that's been a little unfair. I think that's been a little unfair. I've seen Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She's not a disgrace to trans women everywhere. She's a disgrace to mothers everywhere. I don't know. Chicks with dicks. Chicks with dicks. I tried. I really did try. I couldn't get into them. But they could get into me. And that felt pretty good. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.
Some confusing jokes, but some are really good. That was Ken Suzuki. Hey, will you will you do your opening? Jonathan wasn't here. Can you do your opening joke that I thought was very funny? Will you do it for just for Jonathan, please? Jonathan wasn't in the room. My boyfriend, oh. Jonathan. Please just do that Charlie opening. Sheen? Yes, please. Poor Charlie Sheen. Feels like the only thing positive in his life anymore is his diagnosis. Good. See, he laughed. Good. I knew he'd laugh. I laughed pretty hard at that. So yippee kaye on that joke. It's topical now. You can use it now, and then wait in two weeks. In a week off for place. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's really funny. Uh, speaking of that joke, it's good, but you need to reword it because it when you it's say too long. it like that, it's hack as shit because it's super and also thicken your skin today, buddy. Um, you can do that, mm-hmm. but make it. All right, uh, yeah, Charlie Sheen's in the news. Um, it's been in the news a lot lately, and uh, feel bad. Uh, for, uh, feel bad from all that, but uh, at least he has something positive going on in his life, mm. or something. Just word so. it differently. Use because you're using positive for AIDS or whatever, and it, like the way you just worded it was really easy. And I think that's your downfall is um, okay. is e- easy yeah. jokes, and then you're just like, that's a joke, and then you go, oh, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write the next one. He's in the news. I never thought I'd say something positive about him. I never, yeah, say, I never thought I'd say something positive oh, about Charlie Sheen. Yeah, exactly. You, oh my use, God. use the wording just uh, different and all that. Okay. Um, the yin yang joke was your best joke or my favorite joke you had. Um, that was good. And uh, the hate street one. <laughs> so hack. That's been. Dude, I wouldn't do a there, set of full of nothing but puns. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's been. That has to have been done. If, it, how, how hard was that to write? Uh, no, I think I answer, thought about it. The answer is not hard at all. No, I think it would just came from a conversation exactly. with Sanjay and myself one day. It's, where it could be cute and all that, but unless, again, you okay. can expound on it in a, a certain way or make a big story about it to even make, a, make it up about how you, you, know, you, you didn't want to give these kids change and you got in a fight and now they're calling it a hate crime or something like that. You know what I mean? Like just Hate crime on history. Make it a story or something like that, but uh, just the, I wonder, like, what's the deal with hate street? If I commit a crime on there, is it a hate crime? Am I right? Like, it's, I'm sorry, man. And then, um, all right, and this is, um, I don't want to cut you deep, man. I really don't. Uh, you've been doing this for a minute, and it's fucking rad. Uh, but your jokes are jokes, or puns, and stuff like that. But who is telling these jokes? Like, like the 80s comedy boom, like everyone's like a fucking comic. And you literally have the, the hack 80s rolled up sleeves every time I see you. That's because I get off. Well, yeah, this I is know. not how I want to. So either bring a change up, because I don't know who you are besides kind of a creep. Okay. Your jokes, your sexual jokes, were, like, I think that's part of your life. You know, your fucking weird Dom stuff or whatever. Like you seem to, I'm just imagining, or I'm not imagining anything, hopefully. I'm just assuming that you, you know something about that, that life and all that. So write about jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, tell us who you are with your jokes and or like, let us know more about yourself with these jokes and don't just do the joke for a joke's sake. Like, share something so that, again, like, you're likable. Not just like, I'm that guy saying these things. And again, I, uh, like, you, I know you just get off of work and all that and it's tough. Uh, I get to dress like this at work, so it's cool. But uh, just be a little more, uh, not approachable, but um, uh, like, if you're, I mean, you're already set for like a, a conference, but, or like a, a a, a, a corporate gig that's what I meant to say mm-hmm. uh, but for these mics and for these whatever it'd be cool to see you just kind of a little looser because mm-hmm. you seem real like uptight just visually in a sense that you're wearing dress slacks and a button up shirt and, and, and your, your shoes from work which is fine their clothes are fine 
But so there's no dichotomy or juxtaposition that's traded from that. Yeah, it's just it's just weird to hearing these weird sex jokes come out of you, uh, and you you seem a little bundled or just a little. You see, you, you, yeah. Okay. Or, you know what I mean? Um, I'm just I'm just saying like I I want I want to see you do more. Okay. That's all. Uh, kind of going off that. It went out. It's oh. you can't really mess with it too much. Sorry about that. <clears throat> just one joke where I, I kind of wasn't Push sure where the, uh, your perspective was coming from, and I think it's an opportunity to try a couple different punchlines to find a, a, a route on it. Mm-hmm. Is the fake it till you make it, that's how women get <coughs> orgasms? I think it needs another tag on, but there's you can go a multitude of different ways, and I think that's kind of, like that kind of joke is a good opportunity to try out, do I stay really creepy? Do I turn it around to self-deprecate? Do I make it a joke about how I listen to my mother? You know, like a couple different things where I can see where you're coming from out of it. And then I think it'll make it uh, tighter and like come full circle. Absolutely. I completely agree with your advice. We don't know what his perspective is. You're not in a microphone, darling. Um, you, you have to be in a microphone. Uh, but I completely agree with Tess. We need to know what your perspective is. That's why we don't know you. You're like, he looks like this, and your words say something. But, like, we want to know, like, what? how would you know that? Because every girl you've ever been with fakes it until she makes it? Or how do you know the difference between faking it and making it? Or maybe you can't tell the difference. Like, what's the problem from your perspective? as opposed to the sort of worldwide comedian view. Like right now you're like, I'm a comic, ah! Like the 80s comment that was made earlier, right? Like you don't know who Howie Mandel is. He's just like, I'm a big fucking character from the 80s, blow! You know, and then, but now it's like, what is Ken Suzuki's standpoint on this? That's what's gonna personalize it and make people be interested in listening to you more. Does With that make one-liners, sense? Like, Cause I do a lot of joke, one-liner set up punch. Try to put those in that same frame. Yeah. Okay. I thought this. I thought some of your setups and punch. I thought the setups and punchlines were solid and well worked. But taking it that extra, whether it's in the setup or afterward or extra punchline, just yeah, where you're coming from, because I think it yeah it just needs a perspective, so some character, and I think it'll kind of give your presence something. Thank you. Agreed. Extra. Completely agreed. I think they call it finding your voice I think in quotation marks like what is your voice alright you guys we got one last comedian here on the joke workshop on mutinyradio.fm thanks for holding fast with us this entire time Uh, I've been your host Pam Benjamin our last comedian is a very funny guy I loved Tony's comment on you last night. Something about you're the only guy that can have two earrings and pull it off without looking super faggy or something like that. It was awesome. Tony Sparks said something about it. Uh, but put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. Measured the twinkling 11 one hundredths of a second. I like this right Hey, guys. So uh, I've come to the conclusion that I am the San Francisco male version of a basic bitch. Um, Yep, I can't deny it anymore. This is just a fact. I'm an overconfident 23-year-old working at a tech startup. I drink kale juice like it's water, and I belong to three different climbing gyms. I own a hoverboard, and I have a t-shirt that says, I like big data, and I cannot lie. 
I do. I love. I have that shirt, man. Uh, I wouldn't wear it though. Uh, I would never wear that unless uh, unless I was in front of a lot of people. <laughs> of course, I'd wear it. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't actually wear that shirt. It's a dumb shirt. Uh, so I'm on Facebook. Uh, I think everybody has a friend on Facebook that they. Uh, that posts shit that uh, every post they make infuriates them. Oh, it makes them so mad, but they keep them around because it's fun to hate them. It makes them feel good. I have a friend like that. He posts a picture of every meal he eats, along with a quote from Confucius. This guy's the worst man. I fucking hate him. He posted a picture of a salad, along with fall seven times, get up eight, Confucius. Fuck this guy, man. He's an asshole. He posted another picture of, uh, of uh, some almonds. He posted a picture of some almonds. And the quote was, uh, you can choose to live your life forever a, ch a failure, or you can choose to live your life forever as a champion. Better start choosing. And I was like, no way. Confucius said this bullshit, right? That's a shitty-ass quote, man. Uh, so I looked underneath the quote. I was like, who's to, to see who said it? And he just said, me. And I lost my shit, man. This guy sucks. He's an asshole. Why'd he do that? Why does he think he's motivating people? Does he really think that somebody's looking at that picture and thinking, man, you know, if I eat some almonds too, I can, uh, I can also have a four pack and a job at mattress discounters. Count me in, man. I want to be a champion too. Where do I sign up? Uh, <laughs> I was, I was walking through downtown last week and I saw a sign that said come in for an unforgettable kale salad yo if you if you eat that salad for sure forget about it man like how shitty must your life be for you to eat that salad and it for it to earn permanent residency in your mind man it's probably right next to fucking your, your lane must be sh your life must be shitty as fuck it's probably up in your mind right next to the fucking 300th time you've eaten chipotle or the um, another thing that doesn't deserve to be in your mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for sure forget about the salad, man. Like, what, what makes this salad different? Do you guys put grapefruit in this salad? Is there citrus or some other bullshit that doesn't belong in the salad in there? Uh, <laughs> fuck you and your artisanal salads. I'm on, so I'm on Tinder because of course I am. I'm on Tinder because of course I am, and uh, I, I'm not on there. I'm not like other guys who just look at the picture to swipe left or right. I'm not an asshole. I don't do that. I read every girl's bio every time on Tinder. I read every girl's bio, which in 2015 makes me a gentleman, <laughs> makes me sensitive. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not on Tinder to meet a nice young lady. Uh, I'm there because I'm actively looking for new material. And girls are silly, man. Girls are silly people. Uh, one funny thing they'll post on their bio is something along the lines of, I'm not here uh, looking to hook up. I'm only interested in meeting friends. Oh, you're only on Tinder because you want to meet friends? That's funny because I'm here because my dog has a brain tumor the size of a golf ball, and I need to find her a vet right away. Girls are silly on Tinder, man. Um, that's uh, that's actually all I have. Thank you. Yay! That was Joseph Warren. Uh, comments? 
all kinds of stuff. You have great energy, comfortability. You're really likable on stage. Like you have the, you have an, a likable energy. Like you're the opposite of Paul Sanford. Like, you know how his energy makes you uncomfortable and you like don't want to like him? Your energy like makes you go like, I really want to like this guy, even though he's a techie douchebag. Yay. I like how you started by calling yourself and you, the lifestyle you described, I laughed at because like, oh, I'm a lazy bitch when I listen to that. Like the kale shakes, the working out, all yeah. that. Uh, but I like how you started by self-deprecating. But then at the end, when you started going off on Tinder, you went from, oh, I'm in this nerd self-deprecated. And you kind of went into this, like, I'm kind of playing the arrogant douchebag character. And that was a strange juxtaposition mm -hmm. between the beginning, or asymmetry, rather, between the beginning and the end. Uh, I don't know if you flipped it around and started this way and then opened up to us as the more sensitive guy. Uh-huh. Uh, later on I mean other than that all those jokes are funny I thought thanks man I, I actually thought I was going for the in the beginning I actually thought I was trying to open up start off as kind of a douchey person um, I was trying to be self-aware of this douchey thing that I have mm -hmm. going on so I think there's an opportunity for a really good transition because you started out the fact that you were so self-effacing and confident but without being egotistical, it did, it actually, I mean, to me, it came across as likable, not, um, yeah, you didn't come across as douchey. And I think there's a transition because you immediately start talking about some douchey guy on social media that if you make a transition, like douchiness occurs on a spectrum. So like I look oh, douchey, but I'm, great. but I'm not douchey. This guy looks douchey and is douchey. <laughs> Then, okay. that's, that's and I don't know, maybe like, point, it might not, I mean, pointing out someone else's douchiness point blank might, I don't know, throw it, you not as likable, but I think that's a good opportunity. I, it put, uh, do the, do the Joey Avery trick and make it into yeah. a metaphor where you compare techies on a spectrum with auti autism on a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. So, because I'm sure half the techies you deal with are, do have Asperger's. I mean, obviously, <laughs> or some sort of form of autism. So to like somehow Venn diagram those two and like talk about how they're similar might be a really fun little jaunt thing to do. Cool. Yeah, uh, I thought that was great. And then also the Tinder setup about she's not she's there uh, just for friends. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good joke and it has a good punchline. If you set it up a bit more with, um, we all know it's the hookup app or something that sets up the fact that who the fuck's there for friends. So, so it's not implied just by talking about Cindy? Um, it is, but I don't think enough for the absurdity of a okay. dog tumor golf ball. Uh, yeah, something is something is yeah, right. Something Good as delicate point. as that, like you don't have to spell it out exactly. It's not J date. It's not Christian mingle. This is Tinder. This is yeah, Tinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like the absurdity of the vet thing. That was really I like yeah. that visual a lot. Which is a dog is sick. You need to go into the uh, fucking how big the tumor is and all that. Like I, I don't follow this advice myself, but every. I always say like cut the fat man just exactly. if you can lose words lose words uh so just be like you know just say he's a uh, vet no just like uh my my dog is sick is anyone here a vet or just yeah, whatever yeah, just make it real quick yeah. and just because that's 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 what's funny not the, and then the and then the, the tag visual is, of a tumor but then and then you can tag it with he's he's got a tumor the size of a golf ball i didn't know where else to go obviously tinder is the place yeah, to find exactly. it yeah. so like go yeah, yeah, with exactly, the right. exactly, yeah, exactly go with get the, the joke meat done and then follow up with the fluff and what was your kale salad joke 
That wasn't a joke, man. I, like, it I worked just, last no, night. I, I like saw it. No, no, I, saw, I like it. Was, everyone, it killed last night at Brainwash. Man. People were dying when you, you said like watermelon, grapefruit. What the fuck you put into my kale salad? Something yeah, like artisanal just, kale salad. Well, last it was, night it was it worked. something like uh, you know the a oh, kale salad sure, you'll never forget about. So the never, idea is that it should not occupy us. Exactly, and just be like, what kind of fucking? I mean, it, I. See, I had the sentence I wanted you to like, kind of cut it down to, or like the idea uh, went in my head, but now I just wrote down kale joke salad, and <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I'm smart. Um, fuck, just yeah, damn it. It was a good one. No, it's a good one because it's just like yeah, if if you're you're oh, hold on, if you tell me about a kale salad you had two weeks ago, I'm gonna if that's all you have to say, like how you been? Oh, I had this kale salad. Um, that you know what I mean? That's just but it what had grapefruit. kind of person are you? You know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you serious? That's a really this is the, this uh, kale salad for a really Persimmons. sad person. It's not you know whatever. Persimmons. Along those lines, I'm telling you to cut up stuff, and I'm telling you to add like 50 words. So sorry. Yeah. But the why you didn't say watermelon tonight? You just said grapefruit. Oh, did, okay. I I was I, just, I'm just trying out this ranting thing. No, I I last night everything it worked. So you know it's gonna work again because okay. it worked last night. Just keep working through it. Okay. Cool. Yay, Jesse Warren. Right. Thank you so much, Anyone guys. Anyone else? Yay. Well, another successful joke workshop here at MutinyRadio.fm. Man, I need—I don't want to bitch about him, but I gotta—I gotta put a moratorium on how many words Paul Sanford gets to say during the time. I'm like, you get 15 minutes, and I'm timing you throughout the entire night. That's all you get, man. Uh, but I do appreciate everyone's comments and everyone's help tonight on the joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I uh, hey, uh, next. See you next time, uh, every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. Make sure this Friday that you're here at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. You know you have the day off work. Why not come party with us? It's going to be a great uh, showcase, as it always is. I totally don't remember who's on it, but um, every Friday, it's only five bucks. It's a great showcase, BYOB, to Mutiny Radio. Thank you guys for being with us here on the Joke Workshop. Nice. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, Submit, submit, submit. You only have one week left to submit for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, March 2nd through 6th of next year. It's going to be amazing. 24 shows in five days, and the submissions are open until November 30th. So get those submissions in. There's over a 1,000 of you listening every week on the Internet, and if you're comedians, please submit, especially if you're listening in Georgia or North Carolina or Brazil or... Germany. Uh, submit, submit, submit because we're finding free places for everyone to stay who wants it. And it's beautiful San Francisco in March. Submit. Alright, bye everybody. Tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! 
Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in. Turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m.
¿Es un pájaro? ¿Es un avión? ¡No! ¡Es un Looking to invest in the future of your community? MuniRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Children's Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.muniradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, 